When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Producing the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world, your combat sport host, Maddie C. and the Mako Shark. Welcome to Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Mako, how are you going, mate? Matty C, how are we doing, mate? Listen to that intro. I tell you what, I'm fired up. It's Sunday morning. We're on radio. Can you believe this? Look, I can't, mate. But uh, with an entrance like that, it's only going to uh, deliver like the podcast has, mate. So, look, we've got a big episode or a big week today, mate. We've got uh, Jimmy Crute, the Bendigo Bomber, joining us in the studio, which is going to be great for us. No uh, no technical difficulties via the, uh, the Zooms and all the fun stuff, mate. We're, uh, we're going to preview the uh, the UFC pay-per-view today. So what a day to debut our show on a massive card from Brazil. So we're going to be going through that. We might uh, offer a little bit of value too if for the punters out there. We know this station's are, you know, doing so responsibly, Mako. But uh, look, maybe you should just give the uh, the listeners, the fine listeners out there, a little bit of a summary on who we are and why the hell we're on the radio this morning. Well, that's a good question, mate. But no, we're just a couple of good, honest lads. Love the fight game. Uh, we grew up. On 90s wrestling, a bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin, a bit of The Rock, a bit of The Undertaker. That then morphed into a love of the uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship and boxing and just combat sports in general, Matty. So a lifelong love affair of the sport. We eventually put together a podcast about, I don't know, 12, 15 months ago, and that became the hottest podcast in Australia. So as naturally, it's always just going to uh, eventually evolve into the uh, hottest radio show in Australia. So this well, is where we are. Them's fighting words now, Matthew. Absolutely. Now, and what a time to be uh, to be starting a radio show. The, the sport of the UFC and MMA in general, Mako Shark, absolutely peaking. Not from just uh, a world talent, more so from the Australian part. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Just give the, the listeners a bit of a breakdown on where we sort of sit across all divisions. We've got a lot of uh, guys inside the top 15, but we've also got a lot of guys, a lot of killers, just uh, knocking the doors down, which will be on preview in, uh, in Perth for the UFC 284, Mako. So... A lot to be excited about, and that's just uh, that's just in the MMA. We've got guys like uh, Razor Rob, just won a million dollars in the uh, the PFL. I think Jake Jake, uh, what's his face? You know the YouTuber. He's just uh, signed in there, hasn't he? Jake Paul PFL. Yeah, yeah so yep, maybe our man who we coined on the podcast. He's, he's he did call him out a few yeah. weeks ago, so he that did. might be a fight that would uh, would get eyes on it. But uh, yeah, not just from the MMA world, the boxing world as well, mate. So. If you, uh, if you like your boxing, if you like your MMA, this is the place to be for, for uh, all the, the hottest stuff, Mako Shark, in now what is Australia's hottest radio show. 100%, mate. I tell you, this is a country that, uh, you know, we love footy, we love swimming, we love tennis in this country, but, you know, I think the fighting game hasn't got its just desserts in this country ever, no, hasn't got no. the attention that they deserve, these men and women that are doing such great things in the world of uh, combat sports. So that's why we've got a man like the Denny Crute master in here today, Jimmy Crute. Excited to talk to him a bit later, but... 
As you said, UFC 284 in Perth coming up. There's never been a better time. So no. we're going to talk all about it. We've got blokes like the Volk, Robert Whitaker, these type of guys. They're the best in the world. They're not just great in Australia. But they're, they're world class, these blokes. And I think it's about time this country really got behind them. And that's what we're here to do. SEN Radio really uh, getting behind it as well. So it's a great opportunity for everyone. So for something new, because I was never really good at school, never really did my homework, and we've sort of gotten away with 65 uh, episodes of the podcast just going off what's up top, but I thought I'd just go and have a look at this and have a look where we sort of sit in the grand scheme of the things from the Aussie um, perspective, Mako Shark. So across all weight divisions uh, in the men, so eight weight divisions, we've got five guys inside the top 15, including the Bendigo Bomber, who hasn't fought for over a year and he's still inside the top 15, letting There's you know no a little way. bit about how good he is. They're never going to kick him out. They're afraid of him. Cannot. He's going he's gonna to absolutely uh, climb that this year. But, you know, guys, that Bam Bam, he's, uh, he's ranked number number five in the heavyweight and come off two losses. So, again, it shows you the, the stature that these Aussie guys have on the world scale in the eyes of the UFC and, and the people doing the rankings, Mako Shark. Bobby Knuckles in the middleweight at, at number two in the world. So yep. obviously Killer. looking for a title fight. Um, so that'd be something that the Australian crowd can get excited about. He was supposed to be on the Perth card. Unfortunately, uh, Secret Juice, uh, oh, Paulo Acosta, uh, never actually signed a contract or mm. Dana was getting up to all sorts there, the president of the UFC. I don't really know what happened, but it left old Bobby Knuckles without an opponent, which was uh, disappointing for himself and, and all the fans out there. But he's still ranked number two and definitely... Uh, We'll get a number one contender uh, fight, or if not, mm, uh, uh, title fight, I would have thought. Where do you see him in, in that sort of uh, division at the moment? Mate, Bobby Knuckles is one of Australia's greatest. He's one of the world's greatest. Yeah, he's uh, lost a couple of fights, obviously, against Israel Adesanya of late. But, mate, he's as good as anyone in the world. And I see him definitely probably next in line for a title shot. Disappointing we don't get to see him in Perth. He's had a few fights now in Australia fall out, which sucks for him. Sucks for the fans. But, look, he'll be back. Don't worry about that. And I always, I've had a running joke that you uh, you actively go against Bobby Knuckles when he fights your man, and you love saying his name. Just give that to us one more time, would you? My man Israel Adesanya. That's it, a bit of respect. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue, but you do actively uh, support against Rob, so I hope the listeners can get you to jump on the knuckle wagon because uh, no, 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 you've got to get behind the Anzacs, mate, and that's that's what it's about. But I think if he fights uh, fights him again, it's, it's potentially a similar result because it just seems like the matchup. He's, he's, he's had it twice now, He's you know, and he hasn't been able to crack it. And often matchups aren't good for guys, I reckon. And he'll have to do something uh, much different. And maybe uh, the Bendigo Bomber might be able to give us a little insight because I think he might have been doing some sessions with Definitely, him recently. Yeah. So he might be able to give us some insight into what he's been doing as well, Mako Shark. So, and uh, for the female fight fans out there, we've got, uh, I think we've got one uh, in uh, Casey. Um, yeah, the uh, King. The King. King Casey is, uh, is, is ranked um, in... in in four divisions, we've got one. So we're still a bit of room to work there. But uh, Anger Fist Arlene Blenkow is in the Bellator, which is a rival promotion and had probably fight of the year mm-hmm. for the females with uh, with Cyborg. So, look, there's uh, a little bit of room to grow in that space, but definitely some up-and-coming female talent that will uh, will help grow the sport as well. No doubt, mate. No doubt at all. And going through who we've got, we've got the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world in Alex the Great Volkanovsky Absolutely. in this country. He is, in my opinion... I think it's no question about it. He's the best athlete in the country today. Yes. And I, as I said, you don't get enough. You don't hear anything about him. Mate. No, he's, you don't. He's, he's the world champ, the featherweight champ. He's the number one pound for pound in the world and barely rates a mention on any new segment in this country. It's a disgrace, if you ask me. And I tell you, Feb 12 in Perth, he's going for champ champ. If he wins this fight, I'm mm-hmm. going to say he is, without doubt, probably Australia's greatest ever athlete. Yep. And I reckon a lot more needs to be said about him. I reckon Greg Norman, mate, you can just take a walk. I reckon Dawn Fraser, take a seat. I reckon Kathy Freeman. I love what you did in Sydney, Kathy, but 
Tell you what, you've got nothing on the Ooh, great Alexander Volkanovsky. That, that'll get the listeners prickled, if yeah. you reckon. Volk's going to outdo Kathy's run with Bruce's announcing. I don't know if, we, uh, if we'll ever get a better moment, but I, I do say, I told a mate the other day, if he wins uh, in Perth, that will be, in my lifetime, definitely the greatest Historic. achievement of an Australian athlete. And he sort of he scoffed at me. He sort of said, oh, come on, that's a bit much. That's what I mean. People scoff. They, they don't understand the, no, the don't ability understand. to win a belt in your own division, but then to go up and to face an absolute... Oh, I wouldn't know how to describe that man, but he's a killer and he's like killer. has made light work of everyone else. So I think if he does that, the the roof could blow off. And if he comes Perth. out wearing one of those latex things with the hood on it, like Kathy did, I'd say, oh, RAC Arena is going to explode, mate. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So yeah, we've talked about that Perth card. So that's a return to Australia for the first time uh, for a long time, Mako Shuck. I was hoping they might go bigger. You know, an Eddie had stadium type of thing, but they've chose Perth. I think they had an agreement with Perth, so we'll yep. be flying over there. If there's anyone out there uh, listening today that's going to be going to Perth, we're going to open the lines up a little bit later. So that number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Call in because uh, we'll be answering any calls, but also Jimmy will be here to answer your calls and maybe just talk up what what um, fight you're excited for on that card. Talk a little bit about today as well, but um, yeah, it's pretty exciting, Maker, that we get to fly over there and see it live. Massive. I can't wait, actually. And we've got the world-famous text machine right here in front of us, Matthew. And a text has rolled in. Oh, Someone's excited. I've been waiting for a UFC show. This is awesome, lads. Go Terrence McKinney. Good oh, call. Oh, T-Rex. T-Rex is going to absolutely smash this bloke today. No doubt about that. If you're out there, a bit of value. I think he's paying $1.78 I saw this morning. So Punting responsibly as punt always, responsibly, please. responsibly, but get on Terrence McKinney today, probably for the knockout in round one. And that's on early, too, for for all the T-Rex fans out there. I saw he's on the early prelims today, so about 9.30. So mm-hmm. don't uh, don't get your cup of joe and forget about him because that'll be over early either way, I think, Mako Shark. Also, don't uh, don't turn this radio show off, though. Make sure you listen to this show <laughs> while you're watching. I think the UFC kicks off at 9.30. You're right. T-Rex, probably about 10.30. So that'll be perfect for us. Mate, leading up to today, tell me what you're uh, you're most excited for for the year. Give me like your your top three just off the cuff before we get into gym. I just want to know because you're you're an excitable fella. You're always thinking ahead. Just give me three things that you're ex- you're excited for, looking forward to as a fight fan this year. I'm very excited. We've talked about him already enough, yep. but Alex Van der Volkanovski, Islam Makhachev, champ champ status. I'm very very excited for that. Yeah. Very excited for our man though. Yeah. Crew, which we're about to have any minute now in the studio. His return has got me feeling. Uh, Quite excited. And uh, what else are we looking forward to? I want Conor McGregor back. I know it's a bit of a uh, casual thing to say, and everyone out there might say, oh, yeah, he, he's finished. But no, I reckon Conor's going to come back. I reckon he might fight like a Michael Chandler or something like that, and I reckon just take my money. Absolutely. Well, I'm most excited to see uh, Flancis fight a, a Tyson Fury and, and sort of instantly regret sort of uh, leaving what he had as, I think, the uh, the division he had on toast, and he's left to, to go to greater things. But I think if he goes and fights a legitimate boxer like mm-hmm. a Tyson Fury, I think it actually will damage uh, potentially what he's built up. But I'm just, I'm excited to see some sort of freak show like that. I think like that in a sense is just, that's going to, that's going to keep me excited outside of obviously the guys that we've spoke about on the podcast, obviously Jimmy making his return. There's lots of exciting things, but I don't think McGregor fights again. I've told you that before. That's my, uh, that's my, my thought on the thing. If you follow him on um, Instagram and all the socials, he's a, He's a strange man. He's not a man that seems to be uh, in any rush to get back. He's buying Lamborghini yachts. He's uh, he's doing gorilla like poses. He looks big. He yeah. looks small. He's got his bloody uh, Gucci. He's Louis Vuitton shopping. I don't know when you can get in some groundwork, some mat work, which is where he probably struggles. So I would have thought if he's uh, thinking about coming back, he'd uh, he'd want to pick a striker instantly and no one that can actually grapple because he seems to be grappling with the bank account, not the actual 
art form of fighting, Mako. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But I want him back, mate. 2023 season, Matthew. I want it back. Let's go, Connor. Come on. Anyway, what else are we doing, Matthew? You've got the text machine. This is fantastic. <laughs> I can't keep my eyes off this. Mick Doohan is Australia's greatest athlete off the text machine. That's interesting. What about Wayne Gardner? I don't know, Mako Shark. I don't know. Casey Stoner? Nah. Yeah, Mick Doohan was good, but I don't think he's Volkanovsky level. Look, I reckon we might get to a break early because I want to get, I want to get the most out of Jim. I yep. think so. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll go to an early break here so we can get Jim in the studio and sort of get, get into that interview because that's one I'm looking forward to. So join us after the break with the Bendigo Bomber, Jimmy Crute. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Alrighty, welcome back to Them's Fighting Words here on SEN. We are very, very excited. We've got a big guest in the studio right now. We're excited to have him, one of our men. One of our favourites. You might know him as the Bendigo Bomber, but for us, he's the Denny Crute Master. He is Crutus the Barber Beefcake. He is the Crutie Pie. We love him a lot. It's big Jim Crute, mate. Thanks for joining us. Yes, Jim. It is an absolute honour to be on your first show. And I'm looking forward to seeing how far you can take this. I can see you're a bit nervous there, Jim. I'm I'm shaking, mate. This is more nerve-wracking for me than fighting. He's picking up on the nervous energy through the room because he's normally normally ice, Jim. So that's, uh, that's exciting. Mate. We are privileged to have you in because you're in the middle of a, a camp getting to the end for a massive uh, fight for you, um, coming off a, a fair extensive layoff. Firstly, I just want to uh, say thanks for coming in, mate, at this time. But uh, give us a little bit of an insight for the listeners that might not know your most recent part of your career with your journey with your injuries. Just just uh, run us through what you've been through and, and what you're leading to in Perth and what's going to happen to that opponent. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I've come back from a uh, knee reconstruction, so I... Um Silly me, I've been fighting without an ACL mm-hmm. for, for two or three years. Makes and, um, sense. You know, one, one day I was just walking along and my knee decided to break in half. And then <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought, you know what, it's time to, time to get this fixed and take take this seriously and stop and stop being oblivious to all the negative <laughs> that's going on. And I had, the, I had the year off, which was ended up being the best thing I could have done, to be honest. I have this new newfound passion for the sport that I, that I was missing for a very long time. And you know, injuries happen for a reason, I believe, and it's it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's awesome to hear. And I guess the mental toll of that probably helps in a sense because you know you're physically fit, you know you're capable because you've had some unbelievable performances prior to the injuries. But I guess going through something like this and seeing how you've got, because I've even just in our short time of knowing you, I've seen a massive, massive change in just your mindset and the person you've becoming and watching your Instagram and how hard you're training and how uh, locked in you are. So it must be exciting for you to have opened up another, I guess, door in a sense of getting on top of the mental side of the, the fight game, which is obviously one of the hardest parts. And I think it's very dangerous for the guys in that division now that you're sort of, you're, you're healthy, you're fit, and you're mentally ready to go. Yeah, 100%. I think you said it best. There's one thing to be healthy, but there's another thing to be mentally healthy. And I was trying to get through through one doorway that just wasn't for me. And I had to take a step back and go through another doorway. And I, I feel like I've, Finally found my um, finally found my road. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's, everyone that steps inside the cage in the UFC is tough, right? No doubt. But I think to your own detriment, you're probably being a little bit too tough over the years. Too and stupid. Stupid <laughs> might be a word. I don't have the balls to use. But mate, as you said, you've been in that cage and fought with a dodgy ACL a number of times, correct? So yeah, to get back in there now, having confidence in that knee, it must just be massive for you. I didn't even realize because I had this little moment the other week. Um, I was wrestling and I and I, I sprawled, and I, I thought to myself, I, I'm like, I didn't realize how compromised I was because I, I haven't been able to sprawl properly for mm-hmm. years. And then the other week I sprawled properly and I was like, 
Huh. Oh, wow. It feels nice to be able to do that. Yep. For, so, two, uh, for two blokes that have never sprawled before and probably a lot of listeners that don't know what that is, just give us what, – what is that when uh, someone's trying to take you down? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just the basic you, – you throw your legs back yep. and, you, and, you, and you come down on their takedown attempt. Um, yep. it's, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a burpee but when someone's <laughs> trying to take you down. So it, it's, it's a burpee and someone trying to take you down. So yeah. that's a fun combination. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, talk to us about your opponent. So – it's a big fight for you, but it's obviously this, this guy's not going to just come to Perth and have a holiday and let you do what you want to do. What, what are you expecting from him? And um, I guess you don't want to give away too many tips, but has your preparation um, in a sense of, you know, I know that you've come from the, the you know, the jujitsu stuff and you sort of got stuck in that striking. Are you trying to sort of mix things up now um, and, and catch these guys off guard? Definitely got to mix it up. But yep. to me, it's like, I know, I know what's in front of me. I know Alonzo is a, is a great fighter and a great athlete. And I know he's not coming to have a holiday, as you said. Um, but for me, it's a bit, It's just about making sure that I keep myself under control. If I'm yeah. under control, there's no one that can stop me. And, you know, um, obviously I, I fell in love with the striking. I stopped wrestling for a little bit because of a lot of reasons. But this is MMA and I'm very good at striking. I'm very good at wrestling. I'm very good at grappling. And I think I'm the best in the world at putting them all together. So... That's that's what we got to bring into this fight: the ability to improvise and adapt and, and change up during the fight and find the route to victory in there. Yeah. Because Alonso is pretty well rounded and he's a very powerful man, so I have to figure out while I'm in there, I have to make adjustments on the fly when I, when I'm in there with him. Yeah, and you you mentioned that you sort of got excited by the the striking part of it, and I guess now you're in the studio, so I don't want you to jump across me, but it looked like from a guy that's never fought, when you fought Jamal Hill and got stopped there, it looked like you were over eager and wanting to sort of put on that big performance, you know, and have that highlight reel. Whereas I feel like if you didn't have that, uh, uh, that mindset, it might've gone a lot different, you know, and he's now fighting for a title today. So it shows you the, the sliding doors in the UFC. If you just have a, have an idea of what you want to do, but not, I guess, respect every opponent at the time. Is that uh, not, not respecting, but try and do something that maybe isn't there, I guess. Yeah, you're right to a degree there. I think yeah. if you if you look closely and you actually look at me when I when I was fighting Jamal, you would see that I was actually very scared deep down. Yeah. And um, I overcompensated by acting like I wasn't. Bravado. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bravado thing. And, you know, I had to do a lot of mental work and, and deal mm-hmm. with my subconscious. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, that's 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 the biggest thing, you know. Yeah. Like fighters, that we're always pretending that we're not scared, or we're always pretending in different ways. And sometimes you just have to accept the fact that you are, and then you deal with it differently. But for me, it was just like, no, nah, I've got to kill him. I've got to get him now because because he's going to get me later. Yeah, well, that that's not a good way to fight. No, that that's actually a terrible way to fight. <laughs> yeah. That's that's huge to hear that from you as well, because I know this is our first radio show. I've spent the last three weeks telling myself, no, nah, I'm not nervous. It's all good, mate. Don't worry about it. It's only <laughs> that's a radio what I said to you before, and you, you just got to accept it. Just accept it and go, nothing good comes from comfort. Nothing comes from a comfort Absolutely. zone. So uncomfortable is good. How, a UFC fighter, totally different kettle of fish. Obviously, it's something that I would never be able to do. But what is the mental side of that? Like, you mentioned that you do feel scared at times. I think a lot of fighters don't want to admit that. But you wouldn't be human without having some sort of fear getting into that cage, surely. Yeah, 100%. You know, my... um. My coaches say, like Dave and Sam, they, they all say, if you, you're a fighter, but you're a human first. And if you lose that human side of you, what are you? You're mm-hmm. a fighter. You become a narcissist, what, whatever you become. Um, so you got to keep that human side to you because at the end of the day, this is, this is not just fighting. No. Like we're, we're people at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the best thing is like you can use that fear. You, know? you can use that fear to make sure you don't slack off in the, in the training upcoming. You know, when you're, when you're, when you're a, 
when you want to sleep in in the morning and not go for your run, you can be like, oh, I've got to fight this monster at the <laughs> yeah. end of this camp. I need to get up and go for yep. a run. I, I can't have that, that bit of cake because I need to diet so I can make weight. Yeah. So then I'm not having a bad mm -hmm. weight cut. So you can use that fear to your advantage. To drive you, make yeah. It, you, yeah, you can use it to, to propel you forward. The uh, I think if you didn't have a fear of fighting another man in a cage or an octagon, I think you, you probably shouldn't be in society because it's it, to me it's the most frightening thing you could possibly do. Lock them up. I mean, I, I was lucky enough uh, to stand in the octagon in Madison Square Garden for that Conor McGregor. Um, the lovely wife uh, helped me out there, but that was an empty stadium, and I stood in there and thought, you couldn't pay me any money in the world <laughs> to stand across from a bloke that could choke me out, break my arm, Pop my ACL or put me in a hospital from you know from finishing me. It's it's the scariest sport in the world. So yeah, I, I, mate, the fear has to be there. I mean, I don't think you, you you're just good to admit it. But every every guy, unless you're sort of, I don't know, I don't know how you would. Maybe Hamzat doesn't have any fear. I'm not sure. <laughs> he wants to smash everybody, but yeah, yeah. maybe 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 he doesn't. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. why he's trained and, so hard. Smoke screen. And we've talked about Perth, mate. How exciting um, is it for yourself and all? Because there seems to be, as we've spoke about on the pod when we had you on, there's like a it's not a team sport, but there's a lot of guys that that you're, you're sort of friends with and train with. And there seems to be seven or eight of you on the same card. So I guess this is as close to a, a, a team thing that you guys will probably ever get in your career with how many of you are mates and on the same card. How excited are you to be fighting with some of your mates and your, and your peers and also to be, you know, on the first card back since uh, COVID in, in, in Australia? Mate, I have been waiting for the opportunity to fight at home for a very long time. I didn't get the fight on the last card in Australia because I was out injured. Yeah. Um, so to to be fighting back at home and the, and to be able to walk out in front of that um, that home country crowd, yeah. it's just gonna I get goosebumps when I think about it. And then on top of that, to have a lot of people that I, like a lot of peers and a lot of people that I respect on that card and like the backstage vibes and and just the fight week vibes are just gonna be absolutely like yeah. the camaraderie is just gonna be crazy. And then it, it'll be similar to, to when I fought in Auckland, and I had uh, we had four four people from the same gym on the on the card. That that was, yeah, the the energy that you just couldn't you couldn't beat it. So it'll be similar this time, but I think a little bit differently because, you know, there's it's 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 a big one this yeah. one. You know, this is it massive pay per view, is. and it's probably it's one of the biggest fights of the year. And you guys are scattered through it too. You've got. Uh, Jack Jenkins on the early card, and then there's a couple of guys, and then yourself on the main card with Tarford. So it's like, with each win and each good performance, it's going to build this sort of this energy. I reckon it's going to just it, it could potentially be one of the greatest days in fight history in this country across any sport. I reckon if everything goes to plan Absolutely. for every fighter, it I, I don't know how they're going to contain that sta that that stadium with every <laughs> with every because I saw something like it at the O2 Arena when they did all the um, you know your Paddy the Baddies and and uh, Paul Clegg and they had all these guys from the sort of UK. Um, you know, Scotland, England on one card, and they all kept winning. And then the crowd just became just with every win, it was just crazy. So yeah, we've um, been starved for it, mate. Like when, like as I said, there hasn't been a fight show here in ages, so the Aussies have been starved for the action. Absolutely, cannot wait for it. We have got to get to a break here, but uh, I can't wait to talk more about it, Jim. After the break, we we'll talk a bit more about Perth and maybe a little bit about the uh, the pay per view coming up today. So looking forward to that. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words all across Australia, live on SEN and on the SEN app. I hope you're enjoying it. We're here with Big Jim Crute still. Mate, Jim, uh, this is something I reckon a lot of fighters put a lot of thought into. It's the, the walkout song when you come out to the uh, octagon. Now, 
You, like us, you're an old school 90s wrestling fan as well. We had the great privilege of going to see Mick Foley uh, late last year and saw the hardcore legend there along with the Duke of Canberra, a good mate of yours. But have you ever thought about maybe using one of the theme songs, like a Mick Foley song or a Stone Cold Steve Austin glass breaking song on your walk here? Maybe even a Heartbreak Kid's Sexy Ooh, Boy, something I've, like that, maybe? I've definitely thought about uh, Shawn Michaels, but um, no, nah, I think, I think it, yeah, I think I've got to keep my own walkout song. I can't. Can't be a copier, you know? Yeah, no, um, good, good, good. I would like, if I ever fought in Texas, it'd definitely be the rattlesnake. I'd, I'd come out to the, the glass breaking. But, imagine um, it. <laughs> could you imagine? It would oh, go off its head. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, I keep my own walkout songs. Nah, fair, good answer. If anyone's got any suggestions for Jim, yeah. I, I reckon you, uh, you call in 1300 736 736. Um, give, him, uh, give him maybe what you think might blow the roof off in Perth. Absolutely, what you think he should have. But... Let's talk about Perth a bit more. What do you reckon about Volk, mate? He's fighting Islam Makachev. It's going to be a historic if he gets the job done. A lot of people, I think, maybe aren't giving him enough of a chance. But, mate, I reckon they're crazy if you don't give this man a chance. If anyone can do it, it's the Volk. What are your thoughts? I 100% agree. You know, it's not it's not an easy task. Islam Makachev is is amazing. Like, I've, I've studied him a lot um, and, yeah, watched him a lot. But as with Volk, Volk's, Volk's my favourite fighter. Um, and he's someone that I look up to a lot. Um, I, I try and emulate his game quite a bit, and I also, as a person, he's yeah. he's just an a- amazing human. But you're right; if anyone can do this, it, it's Alexander Volkanovski. Just because of his mindset, not even the technical mm-hmm. aspect, his mindset is phenomenal, and that's something that um, I, I feel like is so underrated um, on Alex. His mindset is crazy. Yeah, unmatched. Have you have you had the opportunity to do any rounds with him? Nah, he's too small for yeah, me. Okay. Um, I, I've trained alongside him. Yeah. Um, actually, I blew my knee when, when I was up in Wollongong last time and I, I wasn't able to train. Yeah. But I, I went there to watch and sort of take notes. And yeah. Alex was awesome, man. He'd come over and he would show like a technique to, because he was like half coaching. And then he'd come over and, and show the technique to me. Like he didn't have to do that. Yeah. He was just so willing to, to help out. And, and um, yeah, it was it was a really cool experience to learn from him. Silly question there from Matty C. Jim's, <laughs> Jim's as big as us, and the Volk's a little fella, and I've just said, did you do any work with him? I mean, I, I know he's good, the Volk. He'd but hold you get his the Bendigo, I'm sure he would, but It'd the Bendigo Bomber's a big boy. He can't be. Yeah, he's so, a big man. Great question there. But uh, his work ethic is pretty much, uh, it's unmatched. Mm. He's got those, they call it the spider, I think, down there at Freestyle, the, yeah. the training they do. It's wild. When you hear blokes like that say, like, they get more nervous for training than they do even for a fight, you know they must go pretty bloody hard. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're um they're training is next level. And you 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 mentioned about the mindset of the Volk, and we've talked about it with yourself. Was it when you when you obviously had the injury? Was it then a conscious decision to have a look at all elements of what you're doing um, with your your fighting, or was it your coach sat you down, uh, the great Sam Greco, or was it just a, a whole collection of everything? A whole collection of yeah. everything, man. Like, yeah. um, you know, when you when you're when you got a fight coming up, you sort of have to be a bit delusional and and be in denial about all your flaws because you got this fight coming up. And then when that gets taken away from you, you got to um, you, it's sort of it's sort of forced upon you. You got to go, okay, I need to make a change now. Mm-hmm. I need I need to take a good hard look at myself. And it was a combination of everything, but um, yeah. definitely going down there and seeing other people, other people's work, you, you realize that there are other ways to do things. Yeah. For sure. Mate, uh, this is exciting because we've got uh, Jimmy from Reservoir uh, who's called in and has a song suggestion ready. So, how you going, Jimmy? 
Yeah, g'day, boys. It's actually Timmy, but Timmy will do. Hey, look, this is our first show, and I've always listened and thought, how come they always get the names wrong? We've just done our first one, so good on you. Well, suck your producer, Jimmy, Timmy, that's all right. Say hello to uh, the Bendigo Bomber and tell us what you've got, mate. Yeah, g'day, Jimmy. Love your work, mate. Loving the show already, boys. Um, My song suggestion is um, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. (laughs) I like Uh, it. Another great man with another great mullet, I think, would be a good fit. Well, this is going to be heartbreaking for you out there. I don't know if you realise, but I think Jim's been and seen a barber recently. Crudis the barber's gone to a barber himself, and the mullet is no more. Rest in peace. Oh, boy. Uh, the mullet is gone. That's, uh, that's bad news. But it's a great song, though. I might, I might consider it. Uh, good on you, Jimmy. Good luck for the for the next fight, mate. Thanks, mate. Good on you, Timmy. Thank you, mate. So that's uh, that's uh, the first ever call. Good first on call. That's historic. That's I'm sad. happy with that. We've probably ruined his day, though, by telling about the mullet cut. We'll, we're going to get to that. Was that part of everything? Was that part of the uh, the whole get, get the ACL fixed, get the mental side right, and shed some weight off the lid? Or what was going <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I sort of just looked at myself in the mirror one day, and I just thought, oh, this is not me. You know, I think, I think the mullet came up through COVID when, when everyone was a little bit depressed and, and, and out of their mind a little bit from COVID, and... Yeah, it had to go. It had to go. <laughs> I reckon you've upset a lot because it's very trendy now, the mullet. And I reckon you were the king of the mullet in this country. So yeah, People are very angry at me. People. <laughs> don't, yeah. People don't get angry about a lot of things, but get angry about a bloke just taking a bit of weight off his lid. I, I don't know how you could get annoyed by that. I reckon people are genuinely upset, filthy it, with you. It was, uh, yeah. Well, but the thing is, I wasn't known as Jimmy Crude anymore. I was known as the guy with the mullet the at the UFC. The, that's, that's right. That's, that, that was my image. Yeah. Do you know what I reckon too? I reckon he... You mentioned it. He was the sort of originator of the mullet before it got cool. And then it's become cool. So he doesn't want to be a part of those sort of, exactly. you know, that thing. So you've got off it. I reckon that's all right. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't follow the trend. You can set the trends. You can't follow them. Set them, mate. But I reckon one day maybe we'll get those luxurious neck curtains back on. We've got, uh, we've got another one too. And I reckon you might know this guy. Oh, wow. Uh, this we've is got big. Duke listening from oh, Canberra. No. G'day, Duke. I think it <laughs> might be the, uh, the Duke of Canberra. Is that correct? Could be. G'day, boys. First time listener, long time caller. Oh, I already know what the question wrong. is. Whoops. <laughs> hey there, I was just wondering, I've a question for Jimmy. Uh, what's your favourite fruit? <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Um, you already know the, the, the answer to this, mate. It's a mango, and um, I would prefer you never ring again. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. I also have a question. Uh, who's your favourite one FC fighter? He's a bloke that uh, lays on the ground a lot. Reese McLaren. <laughs> My favourite bloke got kneed in the head quite a bit, actually, in 1FC. Didn't know the rules. Sorry, boys. I was just driving up to Canberra. I was getting FOMO that I wasn't part of this, so I thought I'd call in. Good uh, man. We appreciate that. And for that. all the listeners out there, that's, uh, that is a guy we know well. And if you've listened to the pod he's been on, and he's, uh, he sounds like a, a little bit of a, uh, a crazy man, but he's a very talented man in the Duke of Canberra, isn't he, Mako Shah? He is, mate. He is 1FC. Keep an eye on him. Big things coming in the 2023. New, the new gym in Canberra too, progression. <laughs> well, That's thanks for calling in, mate. You'll be on the show, I reckon, sometime later in the year. We'll get you on because you're good value, Duke. Thanks for the call. Funny story about, uh, about the Duke, I'll tell you, Jim. I actually I stumbled into him. He, he had that fight, I think, on a Friday, and then it was the Haney cambosis that he had, <laughs> and I saw him, and... I don't even know how he got there that fast from where he was because it was he was on one side Singapore. of the planet, Singapore, Singapore, and then he's there like all dressed up with a beer in his hand. His face was all, you know, one of his <laughs> eye sockets was caved in, and he looked at me uh, and he didn't know who I was because he forgot who I was. But he was just he, lovely. Took a photo, had a beer. He's That's the just best. the sort of guy he is, isn't he? He's, he's a lovely um, guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a great. He's one. Of, yeah, he's my best mate. Yeah. So. Um, he's a great person. But Will he be there in uh, Perth? Is he cornering you? I think he's coming over. Yeah, he uh, he won't so. be in the corner, but yeah, he's coming over, I think. 
few beers, I reckon. I see you in our future. Yeah. Uh, Drukey's Duke, been a good boy. Oh, He's got okay. the gym opening up. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, does he? Yeah, up yeah. in Canberra. So you guys, it's good. Best mates, and you've both sort of decided to just look after things like that outside of that, which is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, it was I, about time. <laughs> I've, I've always asked the fighters, and for the listeners out there, I think it's a good question, how you juggle, you know, being an elite sportsman. and But in your sort of field, I think beers and – Doing, you know, that's that's a lot harder. You play a game of footy, you can have a beer, but I feel like every beer you have in this and your opponent's not, they're sort of a little bit ahead of you. How do you juggle friendship from growing up, new friends, and, and sort of trying to not be the guy that's always saying no to everyone? Uh, I've sort of changed my mindset on this, and now, now I just realise it's a window of opportunity, and if yep. I can't say no for the, for the space of, of my career, then, yep. you know, I'd... That's that's there's no excuse, you know. No. I've got a window of opportunity mm-hmm. to, to to make my way to a world title shot and, and make history. Yep. And if I if I can't say no to a beer, yeah. Well, where's my priorities at? You Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Um. So before I used to try and juggle it and be the fun guy, and yeah. But now it's I'm stone cold on my mission and I'm focused on 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 winning a world title. And you know that's what? It. The beers you'll have plenty of time for beers, mate, won't you? Absolutely. I mean, and the, if well, you when, have the right the people, done, yeah, that's right. And if you have the right people that sort of respect you, they won't even push you in that space. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. And if, if they do try and push me, they get cut. It's that simple. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be willing to, yep. to 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 walk away from the people that drag you down. Absolutely. Talking about the goals there and the world title shot one day, talk us through how the division is at the moment, the 205 division you're in. It's pretty wide open, man. Sort of uh, weird things going on at the top there with uh, Yuri Prohashka out injured, then the... Blahovitz Uncle fight was a mess with a draw. Then now all of a sudden you've got your uh, bloody, what's his name? Sweet Dreams Jamal Hill, and he's fighting today for a title shot against Glover. Where do you see your path? Because like, I reckon a lot of people have forgotten just how good you are, and I reckon you're going to come back, hit this division like a steam train, and really open a few eyes. So maybe a couple wins for you, and you're right back in the mix. Yeah, that's the thing with the light heavyweight division. It is absolutely wide open. You know, the, the, the guy that I fought last, my last fight, he's fighting for a world title. And the guy that I fought before then was the backup fighter for the world title. Um, so yeah, Exactly, Smith. Yep. It's um, My last two guys are, are sitting right at the world title shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is that? And I'm right there. Like yeah. Three wins, four wins. Absolutely. I'm looking down the barrel of a title shot, and I, I can see it now. I never used to be able to see it, but now yep. I can see it. When I close my eyes and envision it, I can see that belt getting wrapped around my waist, and that's, that's part of the battle, just being able to see yourself with that belt. And as, I guess... As many sort of talented guys are in that division, it's quite an open division in a sense. Like you said, three or four really good performances, and you're right there. Yeah. I mean, um, we saw two guys fight for and, and not even get a, another go at it. You know, in today now we've got um, you know Glover and and uh, Jamal Hill that weren't even a part of the last title fight, but because it, it was a draw, Dana said, "I've had enough of you two next two. So it seems to be um, guys that have good wins and good performances will get pushed up that uh, that that sort of uh, run pretty quick. Yeah, it's good because it, it's just it's. There's new guys in the division. You know, yeah. there's a lot of fresh faces that haven't fought for that world title, and that creates opportunity. Yeah. So it's it's an exciting time to be a light heavyweight in the UFC. I think Smith missed weight as yes, the backup. Well, now I don't want to put. I don't like to ask questions and get blokes in trouble. What What are your thoughts on that? When you're given the opportunity to, I think you get paid. Do you not as a backup? You get your. You show get, up? Um, yeah, you get a. You don't get your whole show personally. No, but, you get somewhat. But yeah. to be there and just because if that fight falls over you need to be on weight to be the guy that steps in. And if you're going over there and then not making weight, I don't think that's ever happened before, has it? That's quite a bizarre sort of turn of event. Yeah, no comment. I, I, guess. I, I don't want to say anything negative about <laughs> no, it. I respect Smith. But no, that's all right. To me, yeah. It just seems like a really good opportunity. That, yeah. So 
Um, yeah, Mako Shark? Absolutely. I, yeah, I think it's a little bit unprofessional, but who are we? To? We're sitting behind a bloody microphone, so I won't say too much either. But we've got to get to the break, but we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about today's event. We might get Jim's uh, thoughts on it, as he said, because he's fought one of the men fighting for Absolutely. a title today. So that'll be great. We'll be back after the break. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back, <clears throat> listeners out there. This has been an amazing... Uh, Time maker Shark having uh, Jim with us in the studio, the Bendigo bomber Jimmy Crute. I just uh, we've actually had a quite a good text come in from Crystal in Footscray. She reads, "Good morning, gents. Great first show. You mentioned that th- there is room to grow for Australian women fighters. Do you think that the sport would be more popular and more accessible to a broader audience if women were represented at big events like the UFC in Perth?" So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good text. I would have thought it's probably a fair comment. I don't think there's been a great representation of. Uh, females on any of the UFC cards in Australia from memory, uh, outside of the Ronda Rousey Holy Home main event that Eddie had. Or... Yeah, apart from that, probably not too many in Australia. We've got a few good uh, females coming up in the sport. Clearly, King Casey. We've got uh, Jessie. I think Jessie that's one, Jess, of one of your one friends, of your mates. She? Yeah. She's over in the US. She's uh, doing her best over there as well. So what are your thoughts? There is quite a good female division coming up in this country now. Yeah, 100%. There's a, there's a heap of great females in the UFC, and there's a heap of great females coming up into the UFC. I feel like... The more time that um, the sport grows here, yeah. the more the more they get in, the the more opportunity. You know, um, I feel like we're a few years off, and yeah. we're gonna have a few world champions. I feel like with every divisions. every year that goes, it's losing a bit of that stigma too, isn't 100%. it? Around women fighting, there's still of these sort of people that are ill informed and have their things and their ideas about how people should live their lives or what they should do. But I think with every event, every uh, success that happens in across boxing and the world of MMA, people are sort of opening up to it more. And I think, you know, might not be this exact generation, but with the, the you know young girls coming up, there's there's people to look up to and there's definitely more opportunity, not just in this, but in sport in general, I think. Yeah, 100%. The, yeah. the results are going to speak for themselves. Yeah. Now, we've got a big event today. We mentioned it. We're going to be, uh, from here, we're going to be going to a local venue and having a couple, not Jimmy, because Jimmy's off the beers until further notice, but Mako Shark and I. Mako, do you want to just, uh, maybe when we've got Jim here, we'll just uh, go through maybe three or four fights just quickly and maybe give some value if there is, obviously doing so responsibly. Always responsibly out there, please, when you're gambling. But uh, yeah, Jim, we've mentioned it earlier, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hills in the main event fighting for a title. You've obviously been in that cage with him. And I think uh, after the fight, you probably found out he's a good bloke. You get on quite well with him. He seems like a bit of a character himself. Give us your thoughts on this fight and what you reckon Jamal can do. Yeah, it's, it's actually um, quite a challenging fight to pick because you've got two guys that have big advantages in both aspects of the yep. fight. You know, Glover is a phenomenal grappler. Yeah. And and has a wealth of experience. And, and Jamal is, is obviously a phenomenal striker. And he's got the speed advantage and and mm-hmm. um, and the the length and all that to go yep. with it. But I feel like it's Jamal's time. Yep. Glover's had his title shot. Glover's won the world title. Glover's forty three years old. Yes. <laughs> and I believe in Glover. I believe. Yeah. I believe that he's not done. But at the same time, your chin's going to give up at, at, at one, one point in time. Yep. You know, it's only a matter of time before before yeah. time catches up with you. Yeah. And. You know, I got all the respect in the world for both men, but I have to jump on Jamal here, and that's a. It might be biased because he knocked me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to be able to say the dude that knocked me out. <laughs> he's the, he's yeah. the damn world champ. Yeah, and, but... and like you said, no disrespect to Glover. He's a he's an absolute he's uh, one of my icon, fighters, yeah. and he's and if he if you give him any opportunity, he'll win, right? But if he gets on top, yeah, for the betterment tough. of yeah. the division and the sport, it'd be 
great to still have him there to fight, but I don't think we really need him or want him as the champion right now. I think we want those those guys coming through that are, you know, just going to be pushing. Um, and I guess at 43, if he wins today, that would be unbelievable at that age to, to do it again. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. to win twice. Because uh, uh, he, won, he won the title at 42 or 41. Yeah. That's crazy. He's such a lovable guy when you watch those embeddeds and you see him yeah. on the beach and he's taking photos. Yeah. And he, He's always trying to wrestle guys. He's just, he just, he looks happy. Brothers and I guess really how good cool is it? To, it's, it's contagious, isn't it? To yeah. see guys like that fighting in one of the most dangerous sports, but having unbelievable time. Yeah, no, he's, a, he's a sweetheart by the look of it. Just quickly, Mako, what else we got today? Well, we've got the, the, the first of a quadrilogy, the fourth title fight now between Davison Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. This is, you would think fourth fight, are we getting sick of it? But I'm personally not, mate. These two could fight forever. If you ask me, they put on great fights every time, but hopefully we get a, we get a, a decision in this one and we can move on from it. But what are your thoughts on this? Um, I would I would say Brandon Moreno is definitely the more technical fighter. I don't feel like he brought the right game plan to the last fight. And I feel like he, he still got ripped off. I feel like he won the last fight, but they gave it to Davison. Um, but I feel like Brandon Moreno is a far more skillful fighter and has the better better tools to win the fight. Absolutely. So, look, uh, we're uh, we're running out of time, Mako Shark. I guess yeah. I just from the bottom of our hearts, we want to thank Jim for coming in. Uh, today, as we said, he's, he's in the middle of camp, if not getting to the end of it. There's a huge uh, career-defining moment for him in person. So thank you so much for coming in today, mate, and joining us. All the listeners out there, Australia-wide, listening uh, on the uh, podcast or listening live, we really appreciate it, and we look forward to uh, seeing you guys next week. Absolutely. Can't wait to be back next week. We've got Jack Jenkins coming on next week. So, yeah, make sure you tune in for that. We're excited. Good on you guys. Thank you.